Act One of the Tebeid or the Brothers at War by Jean Racine. Translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction to the Tebeid. This play, which was first acted in 1664, when Racine was in his twenty-fifth year, is a tragedy founded upon the seven against Thebes of Aeschylus and the Phoenician women of Euripides. The part of Haman is borrowed from the Antigone of Sophocles, and free use has been made of Rutro's tragedy of the same name. The author, in the preface to this drama in his collected works, begs the reader's indulgence for its imperfections in consideration of the early age at which he wrote it. He apologises for the wholesale slaughter of nearly all the characters at its close, on the ground that he has herein only followed tradition. Love occupies but a subsidiary place in the development of the plot, the main theme being the hatred between the sons of Oedipus, as inheritors of the curse pronounced against the latter, for the parricide and incest of which he was unwittingly guilty. The influence of Corneille is strongly marked in this the earliest of Racine's published plays, and neither in matter nor style is there more than a faint promise of original genius. Characters Etiocles, King of Thebes, read by Todd. Polynices, brother of Etocles, read by Alan Mapstone. Jocasta, mother of those two princes, and of Antigone, read by Sonia. Antigone, sister of Eteocles and Polynices. Read by Lydia. Creon, their uncle. Read by Adrian Stevens. Hemon, son of Creon, lover of Antigone. Read by Thomas Peter. Olympia, confidential friend of Jocasta. Read by Lysanne Lavoy. Attalus, confidential friend of Creon. Read by Adam Bielka. A Soldier of the Army of Polynices. Read by Nima. Stage Directions. Read by Michael Max. The scene is laid at Thebes, in a room of the palace. The Tebeid, or The Brothers at War. Act One, Scene One. Jocasta, Olympia. Olympia, are they gone? Oh, what grief is mine to pay with weeping for one moment's rest. For six long months mine eyes have opened thus only to tears, nor ever closed in peace. Oh, would that death might seal them up for aye, ere they behold this darkest deed of all. Have they encountered? From the high city wall I saw their hosts for battle all arrayed their bright arms flashing in the sun, then left the rampart straight to bring you word, 
for there I saw the king himself march, sword in hand, before his troops, teaching the stoutest hearts, surpassing eagerness to dare the worst. No doubt remains, Olympia. They are bent on mutual slaughter. Let the princess know, and bid her hasten hither. Righteous heaven, support my weakness. We must after them part these unnatural brothers, or else die slain by their hands. The fatal day is come, bare dread of which has filled me with despair. Of no avail have been my prayers and tears. The fates not yet their wrath have satisfied. O son, that givest light to all the world, why hast thou left us not in deepest night? Shall thy fair beams on deeds of darkness shine, nor horror turn thine eyes from what we see? Alas, such portents can appeal no more. The race of Laius has made them trite. Thou canst unmoved behold my guilty sons, for crimes more heinous yet their parents wrought. Thou dost not shudder if my sons forswear their solemn oath, unnatural murderers both knowing them from incestuous union born rather wouldst thou wonder were they virtuous scene two jocasta antigone olympia my daughter have you heard our misery yes they have told me of my brother's rage let us then hasten dear antigone to stop if it may be their fratricide come let us show them what they hold most dear and see if they will yield to our attack or if in blinded frenzy they will dare to shed our blood ere each the other slays mother tis over ateocles is here scene three jocasta ateocles antigone olympia your arm olympia anguish makes me weak mother what trouble ails you oh my son do not i see your raiment stained with blood is it your brother's blood is it your own no madam it is neither in his camp my brother polynesus loiters yet and will not meet my challenge face to face but only send an argive force that dare dispute our sally from these walls rash fools i made them bite the dust their blood it is which you may see but what did you intend what sudden impulse led you all at once to pour your troops upon the plain twas time i acted as i did for lingering here my fame grew tarnished and hard words arose from all the people blaming me for sloth when loomed already famine's dreadful form i heard regrets that they had crowned me king complaints that i had failed to justify their choice to that high rank so come what may i must content them thebes from this day forth shall captive be no more no troops of mine being left to overawe, let her decide, alone, the issue. I have men enough to keep the field. If fortune aid our arms, bold Polynesus and his proud allies shall leave her free, or perish at my feet. 
heavens could you let such blood your arms defile has then the crown for you such fatal charm if only to be gained by fratricide would my son wear it at a price so dear does honour urge with you alone it rests to give us peace without recourse to crime and vanquishing your savage wrath this day your brother satisfy and reign with him to share my crown and call you that to reign to tamely yield what my own right has given you know my son how birth and justice grant this dignity to him as well as you how oedipus ere ending his sad course ordained that each of you his year should reign and having but one kingdom to bequeath willed you should both be rulers in your turn to these conditions you subscribed the lot summoned you first to power supreme and so the throne you mounted unopposed by him unwilling now to let him take your place no madam to the sceptre he has lost all claim since thebes refused to ratify our compact and in making me her king tis she not i who barred him from the throne has thebes less reason now to dread his power after six months of outrage at his hands how could she e'er obey that savage prince who arms against her famine and the sword how could she take for king mycenaean's slave who for all thebeans hatred only feels who to the king of argos basely bound links him in marriage to our bitterest foes for argos chose him for his son-in-law in hopes that by his means he might behold thebes laid in ashes love had little part in such foul union fury lit the torch of hymen thebes to escape his chains crowned me expects through me to see her troubles end must needs accuse me if i play her false i am a captive i am not her king say rather say ungrateful heart and fierce naught else can move you like the diadem yet i am wrong it is not royal rank but guilt alone that has a charm for you well since your soul so hungers after that why stop at fratricide slay me as well seems it small sin to shed a brother's blood i offer you my own will that suffice thus then will you have vanquished all your foes removed all checks committed every crime no hateful rival to the throne be left and you be greatest of all criminals what will content you madam must i leave the throne and crown my brother king instead must i to further your unjust design own him as lord who is my subject now and to advance you to your height of bliss yield myself up a prey to his revenge must i submit to die what words are these good heavens how ill you read my secret heart i do not ask you to resign your sway reign still my son for such is my desire but if my many woes can pity stir if in your breast you keep some love for me 
or if your own unblemished fame be dear then let your brother share that high estate only an empty splendour will be his your power enhanced thereby will sweeter prove your subjects all will praise the generous deed and ever wish to keep a prince so rare this noble act will not impair your rights but render you the greatest of all kings as the most just or if you will not bend to meet a mother's wish if at such price peace seems impossible and power alone has charms for you at least to give me ease suspend your arms grant to your mother's tears this favour while i seek your brother's camp pity perchance may in his soul reside or i at least may bid my last farewell this moment let me go even to his tent and unattended this shall be my hope my heartfelt sighs may move him to relent mother you need not go here may you see your son again if in that interview you find such charms it rests with him alone to effect a truce this very hour your wish may be fulfilled this palace welcome him i will go further and that you may know he wrongs me in imputing treachery and that i play no hateful tyrant's part let sentence be pronounced by gods and men if so the people will to him i yield my place but let him bow to their decree if it be exile yea i pledge my word free and unfettered thebes shall choose her king scene four jocasta etiocles antigone creon olympia the sally has alarmed your subject sir thebes at your fancied loss already weeps while horror and affright reign everywhere and people tremble gazing from the walls soon shall their vain alarm be quieted madam i go to join my gallant troops meanwhile you may accomplish your desires bring polynesus in and talk of peace creon the queen commands here in my room prepare the people to obey her will your son menesius shall be left behind to take and give her orders him i choose for i repute with all to valor joined his merits will the timid reassure and give no handle to the enemy command his service madam to creon follow me what sir yes creon i am so resolved and do you thus resign your sovereign power whether i do or not ne'er vex yourself fulfil my bidding and come after me scene five jocasta antigone creon olympia what have you done madam what course is this to make the conqueror seek ignoble flight your counsel ruins all nay all preserves for thus and thus alone can thebes be saved what madam when our state being strong as now contingents of six thousand men and more swelling our ranks and promising success the king lets victory from his hands be snatched 
there may be conquest yet no glory won shame and remorse oft follow victory when brothers twain for mutual slaughter arm to part them not may be to lose them both or if one conquer to have suffered him so to prevail were his worst injury too high their wrath has risen it may be calmed both wish to reign and so in truth they shall king's majesty admits no partnership tis no commodity to be resigned and then resumed they shall accept as law the interest of the state which is to have a single king who governing his realms with constant sway accustoms to his laws people and princes but alternate rule would give two tyrants when it gave two kings one brother would the other's work destroy by contrary decrees they'd ever be scheming to exercise despotic power and public policy would change each year to put a period to their sovereignty means to give greater scope for violence both in their turn would make their subjects groan like mountain torrents lasting but a day which any barrier makes more dangerous ruin and misery must mark their course nay rather shall we see the brothers vie in noble schemes to win their country's love but creon own that all your trouble springs from fear lest peace should render treason vain seat my sons firmly in the throne you seek and break the snares you set to catch their steps as at their death there falls by right of birth into your hands the sceptre natural ties of common blood between you and my sons make you regard them as your greatest foes and your ambition aiming at the crown inspires a hatred which they share alike with dangerous counsels you infect the king and make a friend of one to ruin both i nourish no such fancies for the king my high respect is ardent and sincere and my ambition is not as you think to reach the throne but to maintain him there my sole concern is to exalt his power i hate his foes and there lies all my crime i care not to deny it but methinks this crime of mine finds no like feeling here i am his mother creon if i love his brother is the king less dear for that let cringing courtiers hate him as they may a mother's tender heart beats ever true your interest herein is one with ours the king has enemies that are not yours you are a father and amongst his foes consider creon that your son is found for polynices has no warmer friend than hemon true nor am i less than just he holds in my regard a special place which is as it should be to hate him more than any other in just wrath i wish that all might hate him as his father does after such valiant deeds as he has wrought the general feeling has another bent i see it madam and i grieve thereat but know my duty when a son revolts all these grand exploits that have won him praise excite my just resentment for disgrace is ever constant to the rebel's side his bravest actions bring his greatest guilt 
the prowess of his arm but marks his crime and glory scorns to own disloyalty heed better nature's voice the dearer he who doth the offence the more the ill is felt but should a father carry wrath so far you hate too much you are too lenient in pleading for a rebel you transgress the cause of innocence is worth a word i know what makes his innocence for you and i would make him hateful in your sight for love sees not like common eyes beware of what my wrath can do when you abuse the liberty which may be stretched too far and bring down ruin on your head at last the public good weighs little on his soul and patriotism masks another flame i know it creon but abhor a suit which twere your wisdom to leave unexpressed i'll do so madam and beginning now will rid you of my presence for i see to pay you my respect but points your scorn my son more happy shall supply my room the king has summoned me and i obey hemon and polynices send for them farewell yes wicked schemer both will come and with united efforts foil your plots scene six jocasta antigone olympia the traitor what a height of insolence all his presumptuous words will turn to shame for soon if our desires are heard in heaven peace will ambition's retribution bring but every hour is precious we must haste and summon hemen and your brother too i am prepared to grant them to this end whatever safe conduct they think fit to ask and gracious heaven if justice may give pause to my misfortunes then incline to peace the heart of polynices aid my sighs make eloquent my trouble and my tears antigone alone if heaven can feel compassion for a flame as innocent as mine then bring me back my hem and faithful still and grant to-day that with my lover love himself may come end of act one